There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Well, it seems like I've never left the seat that I'm sitting in right now. I sat in this chair right here until like 1 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Then they told me I had to leave because they were locking the stadium up, so I had to go home. And uh, now here we are on the early Monday afternoon. Welcome in. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Hope you're enjoying these. I think you are because the numbers looked great last week. So thanks, everybody, to, for listening. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, will join us once a week here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Talking about the weekend that was and the weekend that will be. And uh, what a game Saturday night, man. I've been going to Grizz games since I was like, let's see, since I was seven years old. So almost 30 years now. Uh, great job, Missoula. That was one of the greatest environments I've ever been to. It was it was an insane environment for the blackout game. And Ferris State's coach, Tony Anis, acknowledged it, but good job. Because I was a little disappointed in week one. It was a sellout, but half the people were out in the beer garden half the time, and nobody was giving Butler any respect. Grizz fans knew that Ferris State was a good team, and they brought it on Saturday night. There was no BS surrounding the hype to this game, right? I mean, Ferris State played the part, but you're right. This atmosphere, and people, they love asking right away, rank the atmosphere, right? right? I mean, non-Grizz cat. And non-playoff, that's the best one. I mean, that's top five for me, no question. I mean, sellout crowd, but just everything that surrounded it, that game, every play, I just felt like Coulter. Everyone was on the edge of their seats in the second half. It was the nature of the contest, right? Nobody got more than a seven-point lead throughout the course of the game. It just lived up to all of it. In the second half, I mean, I'm looking at Greg in the booth. I mean, we've got chills. We're thinking, this feels like a playoff game. And to go one step further than that, and I think you agree with me, but we're going to have some context on this. That was a playoff team. That team would make the playoffs in the FCS. There's no question. They would run through like a Pioneer League. They would be in the – oh, they would crush the Pioneer League. They'd be in the – Ferris State would win every single league in the FCS besides the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky. I, I believe it. I or, believe or it. Or at least can, I may, maybe the Colonial Athletic Association, but they would contend absolutely for the league title in that league. They would contend for the league title in the Big Sky. Yes, they, they would. They would be able to put up a good test against every single team in this league. And with the athletes that they have, you could make the argument, I mean, 36 scholarships, how are they able to do that? Well, with- so here, let's explain this to people. There, there is a definitive reason why Ferris State is like they are. There's only a couple states in the union where – there's Division II schools that play football that are state-funded that also get state subsidization based on their student body population for boosting minority students. Washington is like this. Michigan is like this. I learned about this when I covered Central Washington. So Central Washington and Eastern Washington are both in the same boat. They get fee waivers from the state for and Pell Grants from the state for any minority student that goes to their school. Well, what's the best way to boost minority uh, enrollment at your school? sports so that eastern washington does such a good job of this of recruiting minority kids from the SeaTac area and they give them a half ride based on the fcs scholarship allotment but they fill in the blanks with pell grants and stuff central washington did this as well that's where ferris state's at as well so even though they only have 36 scholarships i bet you 75 to 80 of the guys on their roster are on some sort of aid and that's how you're able to do it 
That's really good context. And I, I, obviously people don't do that kind of research. They see the number and go, oh, how are they able to do this? That provides a lot. And the other thing is you got to think where they're at. Of course, there's they, I mean, no. They, F- have, they have five FBS programs right around them. And, and no FCS. And no FCS. So, so uh, they are an FCS program except for in terms of their scholarship providing. providing. That's it. That all they got. That's the only difference. I'm going to go a little crazy on you. I mean, this might be an extreme overreaction. I don't think those MAC schools would want to play Ferris State. Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Western Michigan. I'd maybe take Ferris State over some of those teams sure. with what they're able to do. Their style, everything. It was just so such a good challenge for the Grizzlies, but particularly up front. And Bobby Houck told us at halftime on the radio that we were getting manhandled up front and they yep. needed to make an adjustment there. And and I feel, and let's just cut right to the chase, their offense very, very similar to what Montana State wants to do, the plus-one running game. When Golker was in there, the Grizz limited Ferris State to three yards per carry. I thought that was massive in part. And, I mean, the offense, we'll get to that. I mean, they left a lot to be desired in that game, but you got to give a lot of credit to what Ferris State did. I thought their speed was just so noticeable. They passed the eye test in every regard, Coulter. I thought their front was as good as any front I've ever seen, truly. I think in terms of size and speed combined, they have an unbelievable defensive line. What a great coaching job. They, those guys play so hard. I mean, you know the names better than me, but number eight and number 14, and the, the big boy in the middle who's 6'5", 350, I mean, there's not a lot of D-lines in, in the FCS that look like that. No, and you look at it, number they eight. they got more fast twitch guys than even the Dakota schools. That's the whole thing is, like, I'm not saying they got a better defensive front than South Dakota State or North Dakota State. They run better, though. Number yeah. eight, number eight's getting drafted. O'Leary Oladipo, transferred from Illinois, number eight, who you're talking about. There was a play – believe in the third quarter when the Grizz were knocking on the door, they tried to run a reverse or a sweep to Aaron Fonts. The yeah. way he got in the backfield, it was a loss of 13. Just incredible. Look, just felt and looked different across the board. I'm with you. I am so intrigued to watch Ferris State, and I know that I'm going to echo your guys' sentiments because Andrew did a great job chronicling it as well as you did, but Tony and Nice. What a special person. What a coach to Super appreciate cool, that atmosphere. And just to hear it from somebody that doesn't get it all the time, that doesn't get to see or experience this, it was just refreshing for me, and we should never take for granted what we have here because that was a top five atmosphere, I think, in all of college football over the weekend. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Big Sky Breakdown, Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz here on the Big Sky Breakdown. I don't ever want to seem like we're making excuses for the Grizz. I think that we're just saying that that's a really formidable opponent. I actually think that's a really good test for Montana going into Big Sky Conference play. I mean, we could sit here and debate who Ferris State is better than or not. You know who I think they're definitely better than? The team Montana opens up conference play with on Saturday. The next two, Northern Arizona and Idaho State. No question Ferris State the best team on Montana's schedule in September. For those that weren't paying attention – uh, the Grizz were up 36-0 against Utah Tech two weeks ago and won 43-13. That same Utah Tech team was up 37-7 to at halftime over NAU. The, what, the situation at NAU is totally perplexing to me because you look at the, the big sky and the way it's become stratified. The top six schools are the six schools that invest in football that have coaches and v- facilities and venues and they have people in their fan bases. Expectations. They have expectations. They, they have uh, people that care about the program. Then you look at the rest of the league, 
it's no surprise that Portland State has a hard time getting it going. They don't even have a stadium. Colorado's got D2 facilities. Idaho State is in Pocatello, Idaho. I mean, it's just a hard place to recruit. Cal Poly, academic standards that are pretty tough. The one school in the big sky that I don't understand is NAU. They do have funding. They used to have people that care. Their venue is, is you know, it's not Washington Grizzly Stadium or Bobcat Stadium, but it's fine. They have brand-new facilities. They have a huge student body. They have tradition. I mean, they've been to the playoffs five times under Jerome And, and where their recruiting base is at, right. too. It's a hotbed where they can go get unique players that the rest of the league can't, where they're at geographically, yeah. yep. Texas, Arizona. That regard, it, it is puzzling to me, Coulter. And then you talk about, and I know people want to add this, too, but the students, the student fee, all of that. They, they right. have support and they yep. should be better and it, it is perplexing to me they have not figured it out and, and they and, have a coach that has fbs credentials i mean chris ball coached to alabama yes and and you look at their schedule they're staring zero and six right in the face i mean yeah. they play montana this week then they go on the road at sac state and at weber state wow i mean that that's zero and six right there yeah. unless a monumental upset happens and and I then don't you have know. a hard time keeping it together because, oh. you know, then you, then you have not only the talent deficiencies or whatever else ails you, but then you have, you know, complacency or guys just checking out. Yeah, mentally, how do you stay in it when you're 0-6 and you know there's no playoff, there's no conference title aspirations there? It's bizarre to me. And you looked at it on paper, okay, they came in with a quarterback, a transfer, Kai Milner from Cal. Okay, great. Then you have a great running back from Memphis that comes in. They've got talent across the board. Didn't they bring board. in 30-plus FBS 30 transfers? 30-plus FBS transfers, but – they're allowing over 40 points per game. What is going on defensively? And, yes, you could chalk it up. They played North Dakota. That's an above-average FCS team. But last week, there's no excuse for that. Five turnovers. Two of them were returned for touchdowns by Utah Tech. But I'm just telling you, me, me and you were both there. The eye test and no disrespect to Utah Tech. They're going to take a little bit to get adjusted sure. to the FCS level. To hang 50 on NAU, that is alarming for the Lumberjacks. I can't imagine what's going on that week down there. I know it's still a big opportunity with the Grizz, but they are turning into like one of the biggest disappointments already, and we're still in the, the middle stages of September. All right, give me two things about the Grizz that you have been uh, either pleasantly surprised by or just impressed by during the non-conference. I really have been impressed by the pressure they've been able to put on the quarterback because I think everybody has talked about the defensive line, right? And I think that they have been able to get to a guy like Bushka to get to yep. the Utah Tech front as well. Um, so that to me, and then I think that they did disrupt with – with some urgency last week, right, when they needed to dial up pressure, they did. That big fourth down at the very end, they were able to do that. That that impressed me. The secondary on the back end. Also, Trevin Gradney, he's been playing incredibly. I think without the, the fact of Ronald Jackson's maybe a couple PIs, I feel the secondary has kind of impressed me too. I thought coming into the year, and I think me with the rest of the Grizz fans out there, thought the strength would be the offense. And I think through three games that it still might be this Grizzly defense. Now, the wrinkles that they've added from last year, that's for – more people to debate what they've seen so far. Hard for me to kind of see that when I'm calling the game. Sure. But there's been wrinkles in there, I think, from sure. the defensive side of things. That's been the most pleasant surprise. Offensively, I think just the emergence of Eli Gilman, that they're sticking with him as the number one, right? Nick Osmo had a great game against Utah Tech, but last week he had 10 carries for 16 yards. Eli Gilman has been a force. He's had 75 yards or more all three games. They're giving the ball to him. That's been a surprise to me that instead of this – 
let's balance the carries out and make sure everybody gets their five to ten. It's like, no, we're going to ride our hot hand. We're going to ride our best running back. And that no question has been Eli Gilman. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. But number one thing that's impressed me the most about the Grizz is, and this is something that has been sort of up and down the last couple of years, their ability to take advantage of turnovers and big special teams plays. I mean, you hearken back to the last time Sac State was here, and they, they got that pick. Uh, excuse me, they, they got a, a big special teams play to get them into uh, Sac State territory, and then Chris Brown threw a pick like two, two plays later. A completely missed opportunity. They've had some big special teams plays and some big turnovers that they did capitalize on, but that's also eluded them. And Bobby Houck has talked about that. He's been frustrated by that. This year, pretty much every time they've made a big special teams play, they've either gotten points out of it or turned it into points. And pretty much every time they force a turnover, they've turned it into a, t- a touchdown drive. That's what the kind of complimentary football that Bobby Houck not only wants to play, but it's, it's where his system works the best. Well, an average starting field position for this Grizzly offense this year is, has to be close to midfield because – For sure, that's I've, part of it. Like, when people are, are complaining about the lack of yards, part of it's because, like, they had two 40 or less yard touchdown drives on Saturday because they won the field position game so much. Right, and also you talk time of possession in the second half. In the second half, first half the Grizzly offense wasn't good. I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig there. For N- sure. Not at all. But in the second half, they scored twice. They took advantage of short fields. And Ferris State had an eight-minute possession that resulted in that missed field goal. Yeah. They were really good in the second half. Now, you can only take the the yardage that comes with the, the situation. But you're right. Special teams is playing a huge part in it I think the offense still has some work to do that's an understatement I think that you know if we're going to maybe the other side of the coin and two things that have surprised yep. me maybe not in a good way I'll just say a quarterback play I mean it has sure. not quite been there yet w- between Vidlack and McDowell and trying to find that consistent balance or to ride the hot hand where somebody can go in stretches without making mistakes and leading the team down there they haven't but, gotten any hot anybody hot yet that's the problem right one of the two guys got to find a way to get hot and I, I wonder how much that is just based on opportunity and I think it's a lot on opportunity and last week and this again it's credit to Ferris State there was not many windows to create no. opportunity or momentum in that game it came on the punt returns to set up the short fields Trevin Gradney gosh he's been incredible again but you're right they've been cashing in on turnovers this year 38 points off turnovers in the three games I mean that that's accounting for most of the Grizzly offense so far. The other thing I think they're going to have to adjust to, they're running a lot more combo coverages on the back end. We talked about this a lot last week, especially a lot of cover two. Trevor Gradney is such a great cover two corner because he can sort of stay on your hip, and it looks like he's getting beat, but his ability to make plays on the ball when he's in, like, non-balanced situations. I mean, all three of his picks have been these crazy behind-the-head leaping. I mean, he's a crazy athlete. He's really, really athletic. The problem is, though, when you get in the big sky, especially when you're playing, you know, the Sac States of the world and the UC Davises of the world, the guy you're guarding, it, you might not have a chance to stay on his hip and make a recovery play. He might just be over the top. So it's just going to be an adjustment. I'm not saying they can't do it, 
they're just going to see a lot more speed in the big sky, and teams are going to be trying to break them open over the top. And even on a smaller scale, Northern Arizona, one of their biggest strengths is their wide receiving course. Sure. I think that could be, just to peek ahead at what's going on this weekend, I think that is going to be a, a really good test for this Grizzly secondary. you got guys like Coleman Owen that, that can stretch the field a little bit more and good slot receivers with speed. So that already, as we peek into the, the crystal ball a little bit, that, that's the matchup of the game this week with NAU's receivers against that Grizz sector. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply when it comes to the grizz offense uh i think part of it is is lack of any sort of hot hand being found at the quarterback spot i i, I still want to see more out of the offensive line they've touted it as the the strength of the offense and they've been fine but if you want to be where you're at when you're Montana, you need to absolutely dominate, especially when you're playing three teams you're supposed to beat. And again, I think Ferris State has one of the best fronts the Grizz will see this year, period. But I, I just want to see a little bit more out of the offensive line. And then I, I think that quarterbacks finding a hot hand goes with getting the ball in playmakers' hands. And I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but like they just got to figure out a way. You recruit dudes like Junior Bergen and Aaron Fonts to have them be a huge part of you winning games, and Bergen's been a huge part of them winning games on the special teams units. But they're just they're just not getting these guys the ball that often. No, and, and Aaron Fonts, it still is amazing to me. Two catches in the last two years of over twenty yards. The lack, well, and of then it, when you go to practice, he's like the best player on the field. That's yes. the biggest disconnect for me. We have both called him like the breakout player of fall camp two years in a row. He's going against a top ten FCS defense. In the Grizz, when he's playing against his teammates and he's getting all sorts of big plays and then he just he doesn't in games, it's, it's such a disconnect. I would like it, and I know everything is calculated and staying on schedule and all, but I would just like just to take a shot. Take a 50-50 ball. Yeah. What's the worst, can, worst that's going to happen? Of course, maybe an interception down the sideline, but but trust your receivers a little bit. Let, sure. let them go play. And I think Fonts and Bergen, they're trying to get Junior the ball more, but they just need to make a concerted effort to it because, I mean, even – and I could tell in my call, and I kind of laughed at myself when there was a 26-yard pass from Vidlak to Bergen that set them up yep. for a score. Yep. And right after the, the second right. pet return. Yep. And you would have thought, for me, it was the biggest play. I mean, biggest play of the season because right. it was a 26-yard gain. Well, that's kind of what our, our brains and our eyes have been trained to with this Grizzly offense. I, I agree. More shots down the field. Let it rip a little bit. I think, and I, I know it was a spring game, but we've seen Sam Vidlak. That's when that's he's right. at his best. Let him take a rip downfield. If the Grizz want to have any aspirations, Coulter, in December, they have to be able to throw the football. They have to. Yes. It's so interesting because I'm thinking about the spring game as we sit here in this stadium, and I remember Vidlak throwing two beautiful touchdown passes right up the seam. The Grizz haven't thrown the ball in the middle of the field yet this whole year besides, like, little dink and dunk stuff. Put your guys that can run in the slot and throw it up the field, man. I, I, I get it. I know what you're saying. Like, at some point, you got to just have an acceptable level of risk. Just take the risk. They call it a 50-50 ball for a reason. Take the risk. Throw it. it. Yeah. Why not? I mean, here, here's my thing. The Grizz have already thrown three interceptions in three right. games this year. Right. What's wrong with taking a shot that can totally – change the course of the game too so especially with how dominant their run game can be and has shown at least through two and a half games I would say not the first half this, this last week but with how dominant that's been 
that has to open up the pass a little bit, right? Whether it be play action, just taking shots down the field. So hopefully, and, and I'm still giving a little benefit of the doubt, maybe they're keeping something in the tank, right, through these first couple games. They had to, they had to throw some wrinkles out there to beat Ferris State, but they know the schedule is going to ramp up. Are we, save, are we going to save something in the tank? Are we going to see it down the road? We're going to find out, but, but I'm right there with you, and I know a lot of t uh, people that uh, love and cover this team would love to see more deep shots too, so we'll see if that comes in the coming weeks. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz here on the Big State Breakdown. All right, last thing for you, what do you want to see Saturday? I mean, what, what are some points of progress, or I guess what is a level of expectation? Obviously, the Grizz are going to be big-time favorites going to flag. I think that they need to sling it around the field. I mean, Northern Arizona has given up chunk yards, chunk points, nonstop Utah Tech system. That's the spread and shred, right? They, right? they threw it all over the place in Flagstaff. The Grizz need to prove that they can do that. Yep. And from a defensive standpoint, keep that same intensity. Because NAU does have playmakers offensively, right? The Grizz have not allowed more than 20 points in a win in the last two seasons. Wow. So, I mean, 20 points or less, that has become the barometer Magic here. Number. Keep that going. And I would like to see the offense have longer drives and not rely on the special teams to set them up at midfield for them to have a touchdown. So I, I would like to see that. I'm putting this one on the offense a little bit this week. I would like to see more of that because, call it what it is, if you want to play at UC Davis and be in a game at Idaho in October, you're going to need to put up some points and not put all this pressure on the Grizzly defense. It sounds like a broken record that we've seen for the last three seasons. It's time for the offense, I think, to, to take a step up this week. That's that's my main point of emphasis. Well, safe travels to Flagstaff, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Sick. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town.